0: We are back on Buff Hub, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for joining me on this amazing weekend. A lot of exciting storylines. If you joined me last week, you're you're obviously here for part two. Um, Look, the most complete team in the NFL. Obviously, this is a very rough uh, estimate, as uh, you know we barely have really any information, any context to the story of why the Bills are the Super Bowl favorite. Well, I feel like things are gonna start changing, especially with some tape on Julio Jones, uh, connecting with Tom Brady. Tom Brady knowing where he wants to get the football versus him having Tannehill last year. When's the last time you saw Julio Jones with a solid offense? I'm not saying that Matt Ryan was terrible, Um, right? A lot of high expectations for Matt Ryan coming out of Indianapolis now this year people thinking they're a Super Bowl sleeper (laughs) just a couple seasons ago he was having a terrible career everyone thought he fell off so um you know a a lot to say about where the bills stand but there's so much time left there's so little information we have um and quite frankly there's so much that still needs to happen until we really see what the bills are made of I mean we're we're hearing things happening at practice with Kyrie Elam And Stephon Diggs, right? So you look at that situation and you're telling yourself, well, maybe the offense is regressing. Maybe they still need a lot to figure out if we're having a a rookie come in there and frustrate Stephon Diggs that much. Well, we're going to get into a couple of things today. Uh, So this will be part two and the final part of are the Bills the most complete team in the NFL? And, um, you know, we're going to dive into a couple of topics here. Look, first things first, let's talk about this defense, right? The Bills defense was number one last year. We know that. But I need you to take your Buffalo Bills hat off for a second, your your Buffalo Bills jersey off for 1 minute and just be a fan of the NFL when you're hearing this, right? Undoubtedly, they were number 1 in a lot of areas. But let's be real and say they also were feasting on weaker teams that helped boost those stats. There are a lot of times last year where I, where I felt a lot of us were feeling that maybe they just have a lot of work to do, a lot of holes to fill. Uh, they struggled heavily against the Titans and being able to stop that. Uh, and, and, and look, look we, we can talk about, okay, well, Star finally came back from injury, whatever have you. I feel like statistics don't really speak too much based off of what happened last year, right? Um, a team can be number one but they can also have supreme weaknesses right? that will stifle them from being able to either get to the quarterback, stop the run. And I feel like that was actually something I felt that the Bills definitely had an issue with, which was what puzzled me at the end of the season, thinking like, wow. The Buffalo Bills are going into the offseason as the number one defense, statistically speaking, but I I never felt confident they could stop the run. Number one. (laughs) Number two, I never felt confident that they can get the quarterback on the ground. And, you know, especially in in, in key situations and in key games where you're hoping that'll happen. Um, They were great, don't get me wrong, but we're going back to this topic. Are they the most complete team in the NFL? We're finding out right now, ladies and gentlemen, because look, training camp is starting to prove what weaknesses are afoot with new players and these expectations. And I'm going to start here, right? We may need to lower them until midway through the season. I don't think that is a bad thing to do. Um, It's okay if the Bills aren't the number one team in the NFL four weeks into the season, five weeks into the season. This is a conversation that I think is a rough projection, right? But I think the reason why um, the Bills are still looked. They're looked at as the most complete team, the most Super Bowl ready team, is because they believe. A lot of people believe that midway through the season point, that's when the Bills are going to really start coming together. Um, I think it's really tough to say the offense is going to you know start taking off early on in the season. Um, it's going to take time. Miami's defense is stout. The Rams' defense is very stout. Um, they're going to be tested right away, very quickly. Uh, it's going to be, there's going to be a ton of, uh, pressure on Josh Allen to perform as usual, which is, you know, it's terrible, but, um, it's nothing that he's not ready for. Um, look, here was my take so far from training camp, you know, I, to hear Josh Allen, basically, I don't know if you guys watched the last Jedi in this last saga or trilogy of, of, of you know, finishing the Skywalker series in, in Star Wars, but Mark Hamill, I don't know how many interviews he did, but consistently kept telling fans to not necessarily just lower your expectations, but change your perspective on what you expect this movie to be like. And I feel like that's exactly what Josh Allen is trying to tell fans and, and other, other people to understand is that this is going to take some getting used to it's going to take some time. Ken Dorsey is not a Brian Dable and Basically, you know, this is going to take some time to digest. He has to figure out James Cook. He has to figure out um, how to run this offense now. And it's not that easy when you have a very seasoned, uh, not only former head coach, but defensive coordinator in Buffalo and Leslie Frazier running the defense. But um, that whole unit itself, like the Bills basically didn't lose anything as far as their coaching staff is concerned on the defensive side of the football. So him taking on this new role is going to take time. It's going to be very hard. It's going to be very difficult uh, to get this thing rolling. Now, the, the one, you know, shining light we do, you know, light at the end of the tunnel we do have coming out of training camp is the red zone efficiency. I was preaching this years ago, hoping that the Bills could figure out how to effectively execute in the red zone. Now, it seems as though that is the apex of who they are, which is awesome. Now, I did end up tweeting at, you know, Matt Perino. I read his awesome article. You should go check it out. Talking about training camp just recently, highlighting a a couple of different players there. And I couldn't help but ask him, hey, I know we're hearing all of this news about, you know, Josh Allen lighting up everyone in the red zone. That's awesome, and I'm super proud of that. But my question is, what about getting to the red zone efficiently. And he ended up tweeting back, <laughs> right. Fact is, they don't really run any, you know, down the field, uh, you know, drives in training camp. It's it's a very, uh, you know, how can you say it? Like a very, uh, you know, compartmentalized approach where they're focusing on specific things at specific times. They're not just going, uh, you know, full full drives all the way down the field. So no one's really able to see what this offense can do Completely inefficiently yet, except for the red zone attack, which obviously scoring touchdowns is great. What happens if you get, you know, great field position because of the defense? Easier for the offense, right? So that's one thing you want to see from a team that is a Super Bowl contender. More importantly, from a defense that is number one, right? Especially in points per game, um, you know, that's what you want. You want to see great field position. Right next year, excuse me, this year, and effective red zone attack. I think those two things are a recipe for an amazing team. Uh, you know, and, and, and look, what do you do? If you're Buffalo, if you want to maybe increase that efficiency going down the field, look, I'm going to be honest, I would do this, and it comes off of this snippet real quick. Listen to this. Here, anyone you're looking at specifically? No, I mean we're we're looking everywhere, Elaine. I mean we had uh, we had a workout out here this afternoon just to kind of um, rate some guys that are currently free agents and kind of stack our list for you know injury replacement and guys like that. But no, we're constantly looking, and if we feel like um, whether someone's released or some, there's also some free agents out there that are um, rehabbing that have gone through injuries that you know we've been in contact with their agents and. If they heal up, maybe we we take a look at them. So we'll continue to look and churn, you know, the back end of this roster if we think there's there's guys that can fit, but not a specific. All right. So now that you heard that, very simple. I believe Brandon Bean really wants to get a deep look at how OBJ can fit on this Bills team. And I think he's being patient. I think it would legitimately take the Bills over the top. I understand it's the same ACL he tore. Here's the deal. He doesn't have to be number one. He doesn't have to be number two. We could even swap him out at the number three wide receiver position. And if he starts to get going, good luck stopping Josh Allen in this offense. I really do believe that OBJ could be the piece that helps this offense get into the red zone with ease. I I just looked at, Last year, with what happened with Emmanuel Sanders, he was there was very, there was a ton of plays where Emmanuel Sanders was able to tour to defense, get down the field, and you look at how the Rams were able to just simply get ahead in this last Super Bowl. OBJ got open, OBJ opened the entire playbook, and at that point, the offense was rocking and rolling. They were able to keep moving how they wanted to. If OBJ would have not torn his ACL, On a non-contact injury, they would have blown the Bengals out of the building. They were absolutely torching uh, the Cincinnati Bengals until he got hurt. And I think I look at this offense, and I look at what they need to truly get going. Look at the last couple of years, guys. We've had wide receivers that have complimented Diggs, but have not really helped this offense to just explode the way OBJ could do for this offense. I think we've had a very efficient attack, but I'm talking about efficiency plus explosiveness. You bring in a guy like OBJ, you get that. You didn't get that out of Cole Beasley. You didn't get that out of John Brown. You sometimes got that out of Emmanuel Sanders, but I felt like Emmanuel Sanders started to really go downhill towards the end of the season, especially into the playoffs, and we needed a lot of help from other guys. You saw what happened with Gabe Davis. Um, and those boys, so that's where I stand with that, Uh, you know, and here's the other thing too, right, a lot of pressure is on this offense to run the ball effectively, and a spotlight is going to be all over Devin Singletary, all over this RPO, and more importantly, this all comes down to the offensive line, there have been injuries that have been creeping up, you know, with Saffold, and there's been shuffling around, obviously, because we're waiting for Spencer Brown to come back. He just came back. But, um, look, the assumption is the offensive line still isn't solidified on many levels. So, what's the solution? Uh, you know, some people are, are believing a game-to-game offensive line approach. We'll see when we get there. We had uh, a lot of a lot of swapping all season long last year. And then it kind of just chilled out once we felt we found the right guys with Bates, Um You know, the night Booker got hurt. Like, there's a lot of things that ended up happening that you kind of just culminated into a situation where the Bills had to just pick it and go with it. And I think that's how I see it. I don't like the shuffling in and out of offensive linemen. Kind of like I'm I'm iffy about the shuffling in and out with defensive linemen. I, I think you need to have a guy who's there all the time to pose that sack threat. The Bills obviously didn't have that. But I would prefer to have that. Now, we have that at the defensive line position. I want to see that out of the offensive line because we're talking about, you know, still being that complete team. I think it starts in the trenches, and I I know that's what Brandon Bean really wanted to address this season. Talking about reloading the defensive line, um, the offensive line finally having some sort of a direction with continuity. Um, and it's great. You know, you look back at you know, the last couple of seasons and, you know, I, I thank John Feliciano for everything he did, um, you know, and, uh, the, the other guys, you know, obviously Duro Williams and, and several other guys that were able to shuffle in and out to help this offensive line. But I think those days need to be over. I think we need to figure out the trenches. We already have the quarterback position figured out. Like as long as the trenches are fine, it's going to be easy to build out from there now. And I think that's literally the last piece, aside from maybe signing an OBJ, to really getting this offense over the hump, stop getting overlooked, and I think it's gonna basically take this team to the next level. You talk about getting over the hump, that's how you do it. You get over the trenches and, and, and you just figure out how to just be efficient um out of those positions. You know, you talk about having so much talent, guys, like the Bills have so much talent at the linebacker position. And at the running back position, the trenches completely rely—or excuse me—the the, the linebackers and and the running back room completely rely on the trenches to get it done. You don't want to see your linebackers having a lineup against a guard, line up against a tackle. You want to see them being able to do whatever the heck they want because four men are able to are able to get home, or five men are able to just at least hold their block for at least two to three seconds and not let someone blast straight through. And you know, this is something that's going to be tested right away because that a gap is going to be smacked to hell. When we face the Los Angeles Rams with Aaron Donald and Bobby Wagner, they're going to have, they're they're going to look for any opportunity to smack that a gap and really cause the bills trouble on collapsing that pocket. They got Floyd on the outside and, it's going to be interesting to see. It's going to be a great test, right? But I also think that it's it's going to be a favorable matchup starting off this season against Los Angeles with that offensive line needing a lot of help. Um, so we'll see what happens. You know, there's there's still a lot of time left. There's still a lot of things to, you know, be expected of out of this Bills team. You know, I, I want to go back real quick to this this conversation about Kyrie Elam and Stefan Diggs are we potentially just seeing a spark out of this defense because, you know, maybe there's safety help? Maybe the offense isn't blocking long enough? I I don't know. But what I do feel about Kyer Elam is that he is a big dude at the cornerback position that is starting to show signs of, wow. This is what the Bills needed. Stifling Stephon Diggs is probably close to impossible for a lot of even top cornerbacks in this league. You saw what Stephon Diggs did on primetime Thanksgiving to Marshawn Lattimore. When's the last time we heard Stephon Diggs chirping back and forth at a (laughs) a cornerback on the Buffalo Bills at giving him trouble? I I didn't hear that about Trey White. Maybe that's just a story we don't know about, but You know, fact of the matter is that this is a rookie. You didn't hear that about Dane Jackson. You didn't hear about Taron Johnson. Like Cam Lewis, you haven't heard it from uh, any storyline about any cornerback against Stephon Diggs until now. This is a really good sign. Could it be that maybe, maybe Stephon Diggs is cooking him pretty good and he's testing him and he's trying to get the best out of him. Like he did say in an interview, like you know, my job as a as a captain on this team is to bring the best out of these young guys. And I don't think he was just talking about the wide receiver position. I'm. I promise you, he was also talking about you know these new guys on the defense. Right, Kyer Elam is in a great position, right, to learn how to guard one of the best wide receivers, if not the best, going into this season. He is not going to have it easy starting off this year against Cooper Cup. Got Cooper Cup, Van Jefferson, Tyler Higby. they got two Tutu Atwell who's going to be a really speedy guy. We don't know what they're going to want to do with Kyrie Lima. Are they going to have him trail Cooper Cup all game long? Good luck with that. You know, I, I think that a lot of what is <laughs> what is the DNA of the Los Angeles Rams is throwing these players all around and man, the footwork of a guy like Cooper Cup is absolutely one of this one of the most elite you could ever find out of that position in a long time. Um, obviously, Stephon Diggs has that as well, but you're talking about what your expectations are um, coming out of this training camp. It's hopefully to be ready for a matchup like that, at least to give some kind of trouble uh, to Cooper Cup. Matt Stafford is a pro, potential future Hall of Famer, Um, This is a guy who came straight out of Detroit, right, that didn't really have a lot of talent his entire career and goes to a team that is stacked and he executes, he gets into the Super Bowl, he wins it. You want to see uh, this test scored well (laughs) from this defense in week one. And I think in training camp, what better noise to hear Right, than then Stefan Diggs chirping back at Kyler Elam because he's getting, he's either, Kyler Elam's either giving him trouble or Stefan Diggs is trying to pull the best out of him. I think it's a great storyline. I think it's one we, re- we really need to keep tracking. Uh, finally, obvi- obviously, here you look at uh, Tredavius White. No one knows his timetable. And he looks great. Um, now, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, I was looking at, you know, banged up bills, some of the things he was posting. Hope you're doing well, bro. Uh, Kyle Trimble over there doing great stuff uh, with banged-up bills. Check out his Twitter. And seeing how he has been analyzing what has been coming out of, you know, not only the footage from Tredavious White, but the progression little by little we're seeing out of training camp. What happens if he's ready for week one? I don't know. That could really stifle this Rams team. The only thing that, honestly, anyone's worrying about is the secondary versus their their wide receiver room? They got a lot of talent, and you don't want to see your rookie go head to head against a freaking, I think most likely a future Hall of Famer in Cooper Cup. So, it would be very interesting to see once preseason starts to close that the Bills are green lighting Tredavious White. It'd be very interesting. Um, you saw last couple of seasons ago where the Bills matched up. I think extremely well against this Rams team. They were up heavily. I don't know what happened specifically that really stifled this. You know this offense. I think it could have just been the pressure that Darren Donald was getting, and they started to just dial things up and take it up a notch, and then they basically just forced the Bills in really weird fourth and long, you know, third and long situations. Um, you know, it's a culmination of things, but I think what I want to see out of this team going into the rest of training camp, and then finally when the pads go on at the end of this month, which is in a couple of days, I just want to see the physicality right, really start to form in this team. That's what I want to close it on with this podcast here. Physicality is going to be so key, and it's the element that the Bills need to have going into this preseason and this season. If we can form that and it can be a consistent thing, I think we're going to see a team that is going to really start taking flight both offensively and defensively. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for joining me on Buff Hub, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I am your host, Steve Vega. You can follow me on Twitter at Buff Hub, B-U-F-F-H-U-B, simple as pie. Um, to all the first responders out there, all the military, um, you have my support, my thanks for everything you do for our communities and our country. You guys stay strong out there. Um, look out for each other. Go Bills. Let's enjoy the rest of this offseason. Enjoy your weekend.